Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. Thank you very much for the honor to the ministry, especially thank you very much, Pastor Calhoun, for the kind words you, uh, you have mentioned on our behalf. I, uh, I certainly um, feel very, 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 very insignificant. I, uh, I feel that I have done so very little for God. And that bothers me bad. And uh, what I want to say, I'm not saying it to stroke my own uh, motor, but my whole family raises up in, in dismay. They try to get me to take it a little bit differently, a little bit slower and such as, but I have extreme fear of facing God without my best effort. Extreme fear. Extreme fear. Um, I, uh, I, as you well know already now, I, I grew up in a missionary home. Um, my mom and dad were both uh, tremendously used of God. Both of them were used in unique and unusual ways. Uh, my father was a true missionary uh, to the point to where that he could, I'm telling you, this, this is, my wife can witness, she witnessed it more than many more times than once. My father would invest everything he had into God's work. And we would tell dad, I said, dad, how are you going to pay for this? Dad to say, God will provide and we'd be driving down the highway, and Dad would start scratching his finger. And when he started scratching his finger, everybody in the car knew that there was something special about Dad. Start just I don't know, you know, he just, we that's a sign, a little sign. And so Dad would turn to us, and Dad would say, "Tomorrow, at the post office, there will be a check in the mail," and he'd tell us how much would be on the check. And you could go down the post office the next. This is before internet. This is before cell phones. This is before, I mean, I'm talking talk about walking with God. And so that's what, that's what I grew up on. And uh, I, I, I want to give God my, my very, very, very best. Uh, um, we're, we're totally committed to the kingdom of God. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you a case in point of how that is so. Uh, my grandson, he's brought a lot of joy to us. Uh, we have two grand boys, and uh, uh, my oldest grandson, Bradley, uh, John John, his father, my son, was talking with him and said, Bradley, so do you want to be a preacher when you grow up? He said, no. And that really shocked John John because we're all very committed. He said, well, well, why not? He said, preachers ain't got money. He said, well, how do you know they ain't got money? 
he said, uh, he said, well, every time I've asked you for some, you've never had any. So, <laughs> so everything we have goes into the kingdom of God. Um, Pastor uh, uh, Calhoun, he has, uh, uh, I've really, uh, if for no other reason, we have very similar book reading taste. If, for no, if, if you have no other reason, at least we have the same focus in life. But um, he has... Uh, uh, he has uh, shown interest in the interest of this church toward the purchase of, of land. The name of the city that uh, we are talking about, the name of it is Farropedia. And Farropedia is about, oh, an hour and a half, not no more than an hour and a half away from the house up in the mountains. And uh, uh, the, the preacher that we have there we have a wonderful church a wonderful church i mean it's they're they're going they're there it's not a big church but one of the reasons why it's not any larger is because they're holding service i mean i'm talking about a it's it's a rented building it's no larger than than th- right there from, i mean just this little sector right here and people are one good thing about it you always have standing room only you know and everyone's standing outside also, so that's one good sign of it, a good side of it. But uh, um, he, uh, uh, he he's, he's been wanting to expand and wanting to grow. And uh, in this town, it's, uh, uh, the, the real estate has gotten to be very, very, very expensive. And uh, we told him, said, look, we don't, we, we, we don't, we don't have enough money to swing uh, a deal for the for the property. We just don't have it in Brazil. We do teach our people to give. We don't, you know, we 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 live. We live what we preach, and we certainly appreciate your giving very very much. And so, um, uh, our people have gathered money together, but it's not enough to swing the deal that I want to tell you about right now. So, we he, we said, hey, we we can't help him. So. He said, "Well, can I, you know, what if, what if I, can, can I, can I try, you know, can I try?" I said, "Well, sure, you know, try." And so he went and talked to his, to the city mayor. And something I didn't tell uh, Pastor Calhoun, this pastor, his name is Paulo Cesar, and Paulo Cesar was a very very notorious uh, bank robber before he met the Lord. When I'm talking about notorious, I'm talking about he spent time, big time in jail. He told me about a month ago, he said, you know how many people my father has murdered? He said, my father that I know of, that's him talking to me, that I know of, my father's already murdered seven people. That's what he told me. My father's already murdered seven people. He said, that's what I grew up in. That's what I ended up in. And his, uh, his criminal was, his criminal nickname was Monkey. That was what he was known as, Monkey. That was his criminal name. And uh, so he went to the mayor. Well, the mayor knows him from Monkey Days. And uh, he said, I'm a preacher. And of course, he, they, everyone in town, know, everybody knows that. He said, I'm a preacher of the gospel. He said, I'm an apostolic preacher. He said, I came to see what you can do for us. He said, I've got a church. And, uh, of course, you know, you, you, you know he, he's, he's real smart about that. He said, you do remember I was monkey, don't you? 
yes, yes, we can't forget that. And so uh, uh, he said, what can you do? And so uh, the mayor told him, the mayor said, said, I'll tell you what I'll do. He said, if you'll go buy any piece of property in this town, any property, anywhere that you find, the cheapest you can find, if it has a title deed to it, which there's a lot of squatter land in Brazil, but if it has a title deed for it, he said, I will swap you whatever you buy for a prime piece of property in the upper class side of town. That's the deal he offered. And so Pastor Paulo Cesar, ex-monkey, he went and started looking for this, for this land. And he found a piece of land that, uh, that they want um, oh, 70,000 reais. Don't get excited. That's, that's in Brazilian money. And it's a hole. It is a hole. And so uh, he came to me. He said, I found the land. He said, this is the cheapest I found in town, which works out to be about uh, 35,000 U.S. dollars, give or take. I'm talking about, I mean, this town is an expensive town. And so our church people have raised 20,000 U.S. dollars toward this, no, not toward this land, but that's what we, you know, th this is what we have, you know. And so we're short 15,000 uh, U.S. dollars. Now, if we can get the 15, now, I, and I'm, I'm going back to my father's, Upraising, and my father, he says, "Son, he said, you do it." And so that's the way I've been raised. And he said, "You go and do it." And so I went and did it. I told him, "So you go buy it." I said, "We ain't got the money, but you go buy it." And so uh, he's he's supposed to have done this, you know, since I've been gone uh, Thursday or Friday or whatever or Friday, and it's supposed to be starting continuing on tomorrow. And so once he has this title deed, I went and he called me up. He said, I, he, said, I, he said, I found the land for us to buy. He said, the mayor took me to see the land. He said, I want you to come up here and see it. So I drove up with my wife, and I went up there. That mayor, he has, he has put, he, I mean, I'm talking about prime property, overlooking the city, looking at the bus station, which is the main, that's, that's where you all, you know, that's the bus station. Is, that's where you want to be at in Brazil is by the bus station overlooking the bus station, overlooking the, not interstate like you all have, but overlooking the main highway, the property is easily worth, easy, 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 easy worth uh, 70000 80000 maybe 90000 U.S. dollars. Easy, easy. And so it, it's, it's a deal you can't say no to. So that's, that's, what, we're, that's what we're looking at. And... Uh, Whatever, whatever you can do to help, it will, be, it will be applied to it. Oh, did I tell you all that the Lambeth family has a money-back guarantee? Did I tell you all that? We do. It's something that we've always, in our whole family, we've always been that way. If you give money to a project and the project falls through for any kind of reason, if, it, you know, the, the mayor backs down on his promise or whatever, 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 a thousand things could happen. Uh, we will reimburse and send back every cent you gave because we, it's, if it's given to a project, it goes to that project. That's something for you to think about, something for you to pray about. Uh, 
God's been good to us in Brazil. We've been having some, we've been having a wonderful time this year. It's been full of pressure, full of pain. But you talk about victory. We have been having wonderful victory across Brazil. That's that's just one. You know, I mean, I'm talking. Some of you don't realize. I'm, you, do you realize what I'm saying? That we're talking about doubling our money. I mean, that in in ten days. Amen. Uh, maybe I ought to. Well, that's God's business. That's what. That's what the. But uh, we've been having wonderful, wonderful success. I'll give you one thing that happened just just this last Thursday. We've been just, I mean, you just started, I guess, what, a year and a half ago? A year, a year and a half ago? We've been, about a year and a half ago, uh, some of our church men said, we want to go into prison and start working in prison work. And we've never we've never done much of that. And it's, it, you know, it's just, okay, well, okay, we'll try it. I'm telling you, God has been sending a revival into those places. Well, after you hear this, after you just get through hearing the story about Brother Paulo Cesar, you know, well, you, you can see God can do it. God can't, I'm telling you, God can do it. Amen. And so, Nard and I, we were there last Thursday. No, I guess it would be a week ago last Thursday. We were there, you know, 10 days ago. We were in maximum security prison, she and I. Now, you, you, have, to, you have to hand it to my little dear wife. I mean, she, she's, she's a gutsy lady. She went in with me. I'm telling you, you you wouldn't. It's it's rough, rough stuff. It's rough stuff. So rough, so rough, so rough. Until the guards refuse to go in with you. It is rough, sister. The guards stand behind three sets of bars. The guards stand behind. It's not the prisoners. The guards sit or sit or stand behind three sets of bars. And they tell you, if you get in trouble, you hit this little buzzer, and if we can, we'll come and get you. We'll come and get you. Every one of these sectors, every one of these uh, wings or sectors, they are run not by the guards. They are run by what they call prison mayors, which are prisoners that control that sector. And the guards will not step in if that mayor doesn't, quote, mayor doesn't let them in. I'm, I'm, this, this is Brazil for you. So she and I and some other, we went in there. Thursday, a week ago, last Thursday, we went in. 46, the largest single baptism in Brazilian prison history. 46 maximum security Prisoners were baptized in Jesus' name. Wow. Yeah. Amen. And with this batch now, approximately 15, maybe 17% of the prison population in this one prison is Jesus' name, apostolic baptized, 15% of the prison. Amen. Amen. It's uh, it's the stories you hear are are incredibly. I mean, it's 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 scary to hear, and it's exciting to see what God is doing. For one one of the guys, 
he came up. Uh, we, we, you, that's one of the standing rules. You don't ask them why they're in there. That's, that's a big no-no. You don't, you don't ask them. But some of them will tell you. And this one guy, he told us, he said, I'm in because I caught my wife being, uh, um, having an affair with another man. I caught him. He said, I pulled out my gun. He said, I shot them both. And he said, I became, uh, so he shot him, so he became despondent. He went out and hijacked a bus to try to commit suicide. And he missed the suicide attempt and hit a truck and killed the truck driver. And so that's why he's in. Uh, you talk about a touch of God on that. You know, stuff like this bothers people at times. Say, well, I don't know if they, you don't know if people like that. I'm telling you, God's in the saving business. God's in the saving business. And if Brother Paulo Cesar, who's the pastor in Fajopilia, if he spent years in jail for bank robbery, when he robbed more than, I mean, he, there's stuff that he has not yet told me that he has done. If God can do it for him and get that guy out of jail, and he's a pastor of a growing church, why can't God get, uh, what's his name, um, Iveraldo, I think is his name. Why can't God save Iveraldo? Amen. There's another guy in there, he told us, he said, he said, well, the reason why I'm here, he said, me and my wife, and by the way, we baptized his wife in the other prison. We didn't even know it was his wife. We baptized his wife last month in Jesus' name. And so, so we got all, I mean, it's growing, it's booming. And so we baptized his wife. And so he said, you know, that's, I guess, the way the conversation started. So, well, you know, my wife was baptized in y'all's church, you know, or, you know, whatever. And so, and so she's in jail. But the reason why she's in jail and he's in jail is because both of them, first-timers, they decided they were going to do a, a, a kidnapping. And so they had never, ever gotten off into crime and all. They decided they were going to kidnap. And so they went out and kidnapped a, a, a businessman, and they put him in the trunk of his car and were trying to, to max out his credit cards and all this and all that. And the police found out about it police started chasing and the police shot the car up and killed the businessman and they, 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 they're both they, they're both you know just just we, they, they, they don't know anything about this horrible and so I'm, I'm talking about God is opening doors if you if 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 if, if you all can oh Jesus God's got so much to do God's got so much to do amen shall we stand and pray and ask God uh, uh, to, to, to give us faith and to believe in Jesus' name right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. While you're standing, open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah chapter 53. Um, I, uh, um, I hope I'm not 
being I am being repetitious, but I hope you understand. Uh, I don't I I I feel very very um, awkward here uh, in America uh, preaching. I am fully and distinctly aware that there are tremendous men of God uh, that are tremendously used of God. And I feel so, so inadequate and so, and it, it even amazes me that God would even so much as grant me the, the kindness of speaking to me and whispering in my ear, I don't deserve that. Uh, I really don't. And uh, I, after hearing myself stutter around, and that I guess that's one of the reasons why I never listen to myself. I don't listen to, I, 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 it's, it amazes me that, but if you could, some way or, or another, look past me and hear God, it will be worth it. Can you do that? I do, I do, I do again feel very, it, it really, I, you know, I, I get, it really, I can't explain it, but I really get very, very worried about uh, being uh, seen in the wrong way and people misinterpreting. And uh, this morning, my wife said, well, they'll think we don't use watches, you know, because I said I don't have... We do you watch. We do use watches. We're not. No, don't, don't get. I don't. She does, but she breaks her watch band all the time. So, um, I don't use watches because I learned from a child to learn how to get up on my own without having an alarm clock. Anyone does anyone know how to do that to set time? You don't have to have an alarm clock. You tell yourself what time to get up, and you get up at that time. Wow, I'm in good company. And so that's the way I function. I do have my little cell phone clock up here because I'm afraid to death of going over time. But uh, I would like to I would like to like to speak to this church today for a few moments. I I know where I'm supposed to start. I don't really know where I'm supposed to end tonight. I really don't. I felt a little brush of angel wings in my heart this afternoon. Would like to speak to you tonight for a few moments, at least start in that direction. I want to speak to you and preach to you about the power of ugliness. The power of ugliness. And Isaiah 53, who hath believed our report? Who can believe this? Who can believe this? I mean, this is, this is utterly, this is my little words of putting it, this is utterly unbelievable. For he shall, 
verse 2, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root cut out of dry ground. He hath no form, no comeliness, pardon the pronunciation. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief, and we hid as if, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, and yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Amen. You may be seated. church has become such a such a battlefield talk about it's, it's become a battlefield and uh, it, we're, we're, we are all we are all uh, pressed and pressured And sometimes we uh, uh, to get out from pressure, get out from the spiritual. Maybe you don't. Maybe some of you don't understand what I'm talking about. I live it. I live under spiritual pressure every day of my life. Every day. You come to church and you you know what God wants to do and there's so many so many opposing forces and so many contrary pressure points. Praying for this church this afternoon. I was praying for you all. And Feel and felt that there is such 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 a potential, such a such a desire on God's part for this church to to do it, and yet the, the pressure the resistance Ooh, that went over like a lead balloon but the, you know just that just 
we're, 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 we're not up to the fight. We're not up to the battle. We're, we're but it's there is there is the power of God, and I, I, it, it's something that you, you could tell this morning. So you say, "Well, this is a complete. This is just the way I am. I just I'm just that's just just me." So you just have to. Tomorrow night may be better, may be worse, may whatever, whatever. Just, 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 just. And so there's, there's this, there's this, there's this, there's this, this I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's anybody evil in here. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I'm saying we all, it's it just, there's, there's just that, there's just that, that, you know, have you ever been to church? Maybe, you know, I, I'm not around here all that much. Maybe tonight was great. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe, you know, but there's always just, you know, there's that, there's that want to break through. There, the, hey God, you know, hey, 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 you know, and sometimes, ooh, you know, but you, you, you know what I'm talking about. Who, who's with me here yet today? Hallelujah! Oh Jesus, help me today. Now just, just let me, just let me fill after the Holy Ghost here a little bit. Uh, uh, one, one of the things I, I like to do in Brazil. It's, it really is. I, 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 it's something a little, little pastime. Every, every town I go into, I try to go into the Catholic church in that town. And usually the Catholic churches in these towns are monuments. I mean, it's just incredible to look. And uh, I don't go in there to pray. I, just, I, I'm, I mean, I like the architecture. I like, you know, what, what's going on. So I'll, I'll go into these Catholic churches and, and, and wander around and I've gone down in the basements where they've buried all these bishops and cardinals and all the, you know, I, I've been all in through. And there's, there's some very famous Catholic churches in Brazil. And one in particular, uh, uh, up further north than where we're at, they have a very, very famous uh, uh, statue of Jesus Christ hanging on the cross. Very, very famous. And uh, it was made by a famous uh, um, sculpturist, if that's the right word, you know, an artist and such as. And, and uh, people have attributed to that statue uh, powers of the spirit world. And there's always, when you walk in, there's always lines of people, line, always lines of people lined up waiting to kiss the feet of that statue. And that statue made out of bronze has been kissed so much, so much, until the, the foot of the statue is not there anymore. The bronze was kissed away to where that the, the, the foot of the statue doesn't exist anymore because of the millions of lips that have brushed up and have worn that bronze into nothing. But if you go in there and if you look at that statue, if you look at, if you look at that statue, uh, 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 that, 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 that sculptural, that idol, it is amazing. It's amazing the, 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 the look of, of, this, of this statue of Jesus on the cross. I mean, I'm talking about there is no, there is no pain. There is no, uh, there is no suffering. There is, no, uh, there is one little drop of blood. Uh, uh, leaking out of a little tiny hole. I mean, I'm talking about uh, it's. It has been uh, d uh, d whatever you know uh, the 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 uh, the 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 impact of 
of, 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 of the cross has been done away where that the crown of thorns is just a little, just a barely little, a little nothing hanging on to the, uh, onto, onto the head. This, the, the, the look of Jesus on this statue is just, a, you know, the, he's, he's almost smiling. There's, there's nothing going on. It's just, it's just, you know, and that is what is taken, uh, uh, taken over this world. And when people are looking for pretty Pentecost, they're looking for easy Pentecost. They're looking for easy uh, uh, an easy uh, 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 service to God. They're looking that no one wants to talk about. No one wants to sing about the cross anymore. No one wants to preach about the blood anymore. It's it's a has been huh? because people are trying to change the look of, of of Pentecost. They're trying to make it where it's 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 acceptable. It's Compatible. Is that the word? The right word? It's 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 tasty to to everybody. But I, I'm here to give you news that God is looking for a church, is looking for a people that are willing to understand exactly what's going on in the spirit world. If there's anything that the devil, you hearing what I'm saying? If there's anything that the devil absolutely hates to be preached about, he hates that the blood of Jesus be preached. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. It's something that, that, hey, it's become a no-no into Pentecost. It's become a no-no among the apostolics. Hey, don't preach about the cross. Don't preach about the blood. Don't preach about God's uh, making himself in flesh and robing himself in flesh and coming down to earth. Don't say anything about that. They want pretty Pentecost. But I'm here to tell you today in the Holy Ghost that the problems and the situations that we're facing in the days that we live in. Pretty Pentecost will not solve out the problem. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Come on. Somebody's got to get on board with me. Somebody's got to help me here tonight. Hallelujah. We've got to go back and understand. That is the reason why. Listen to what I'm saying. When you don't have oppression, when you don't have pressure, when the devil's not knocking at your door, that sign that everything is okay with the devil and there's something bad wrong with your walk with God. Hallelujah. Don't ever flinch away from the pressure. Don't ever back off from the pressure. But to the contrary, be willing to fight. Be willing to stand up. To be willing to say, hey, this is the church I'm looking for. This is what we're needing. This is the answer. This is what our... uh, 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 this is what Texarkana is needing. Uh, hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? People are looking for a pretty Jesus. They're looking for that blonde-headed, blue-eyed, Mr. Atlas look about him. That's what they're looking for. But the Bible completely describes him totally and completely different. And that goes against people. felt in the Holy Ghost this afternoon in prayer. Hallelujah. Don't you ever, don't you ever, don't you ever resist a, a true move of God. 
Don't you ever raise your voice against a man of God that's willing to preach truth, even though it may not be all that tasty for you, even though it may not be all that. Are you hearing? Ooh, I've lost a bunch of you already. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Don't, don't worry. I'm, I'm willing to fight it out. I'll fight it. Hallelujah. I'll work at it. If you stick in with me, we'll do it together. But if you want, there's no problem. Hallelujah. I realize that when you start preaching things like this, people start to get start getting nervous, but they don't realize that you're really shooting yourself in the foot if you start trying to take away the blood, if you start trying to take away what God is doing. Hallelujah. When you start moving into that area, hallelujah, as you start trying to push real Pentecost out the door, you know who's moving in the other door? The devil's moving. Come on! Come on! There's some people here today, hallelujah, that you need to hear what I'm preaching today. There's an answer. Oh, God, have mercy on me today. There's an answer in the Holy Ghost for you. Hallelujah. I didn't come here to preach a pretty little message. I came here to tell you that you need to grab onto the cross because God has got your answer for you. felt a move of the Holy Ghost. Come on, Jesus, help me here today. Help me here today. I, I, I do. I know exactly what I felt this afternoon. I know where I'm supposed to go tonight. Hallelujah. I may have to step on some toes to get there. I may have to shake some people up here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But God didn't bring you into the kingdom to sit. Listen to what I'm saying. God didn't bring you into the kingdom to sit comfortably like we're talking today and just have a little comfortable. For some reason or another, Pastor, the Holy Ghost brought me back. I, 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 I'm telling you. Hallelujah. This is not, this church is not a comfort zone. Church is not a social club. Church is not where you come to eat hot dogs after church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Church is a spiritual battle. When you walk into church, there's devils that try to walk in this church. Oh, listen to what I'm saying. I'm saying there's devils that try to walk in. Hallelujah. They try to smother this church. They whisper in your ear. Oh, God, have mercy. I got a word from the Lord for somebody. The devil will whisper in your ear and tell you, hey, that's not for any church the way it goes. Hey, every other church church is changing. Hey, they're all toning it down. They're all cutting back on their worship. They're all cutting back on their praying. They all are cutting back. It cannot be here. I can't hear you. I didn't hear you. Even if you don't agree, I suggest you say amen so you can hide in the stuff. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost on me. I'm going to walk into some heavy fire here. If 
you come, if you come for church just for the pretty singing, pray to God it's not here. If you come to church to hear a man of God preach a little weekly little hallelujah, let's praise Jesus together. God curse that charismatic spirit. There's a so stand as long as you won't sit down when you please. So here's here's this Jesus. God made flesh. The body design was designed, was made for a sacrificial purpose. When you see Jesus in the garden, he was so unidentifiable. Listen to this. He was so unidentifiable that they had to hire Judas to identify him. Go read in your Bible about how the times that Jesus just passed through the crowds. They tried to grab him. There was, there was no, there, there, it was, there was nothing, there was nothing pretty about it. They had to hire Judas on to identify Jesus. And so here in this dark garden began this, 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 this march Toward Calvary, I'm, I, 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 I know this is going to be this is this is a this is a hard message to preach, but oh, there's 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 power in this message. If you could just grasp what I'm trying to say, if you could understand what the Holy Ghost is trying to tell you, Hallelujah! You're not looking for a pretty Jesus. You're looking for a Jesus that will solve your problem. You're looking for a God that can shed blood for your problem. You're hearing what I'm saying. You can't come to church and expect pretty Pentecost and big answers. You're hearing what I'm saying. You can't come to church and expect cute songs and walk away with your problems solved out. You're going to have to oh, listen to what I'm saying. You're going to have to listen to what I'm saying and understand that if you want the answer for what you need from God, you've got to be willing to accept the fact that church isn't all that pretty and it's all not that easy but there's battles there's there's blood to be shed uh, there's a work to be done in the Holy Ghost uh, people coming into church uh, they're needing something from God uh, and it's not pretty Pentecost that does it every drop of blood that was shed. Every drop of blood that was shed. It had a destination to it. It had a purpose to it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
people are saying, well, maybe just one little drop. The drop you're trying to get away from is the drop that you're needing. Every, every piece of flesh that was torn off of his body, it had a destination. It had an address to it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Every, every little piece of, of flesh that was torn off from him, it had a purpose behind it. People don't realize they come in and they say, and they say oh my goodness, oh, how, how, oh, oh. The Bible says that he, he was, they couldn't even stand to look at. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. You can't come to church and expect power to happen in church if you're not willing, if you're not willing to accept the fact that Jesus, to solve out our problems, had to be absolutely broken into pieces so that we could have our salvation, so that we could have the answer that we're needing from God. You can start going down the list, plucking his beard, pulling, slapping, spitting, mocking, crown of thorns, hands torn, feet torn, back. Do you see that people don't like that? But the sin of this world sin of people inside of this building here tonight. There are people here that you need the blood of Jesus all over you. In Jesus' name. 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 If there's ever a time this church needs to know how to plead the blood, the time is now. You're hearing what I'm saying. If there's ever a time you needed to say, in Jesus' name, the time is now. If there's ever a time, you hear, are you hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Every drop of blood, every piece of flesh that was torn away, it had a purpose. It had a design for it. There are people there are people here tonight that there are problems that you face that you have not been able to solve out anywhere else. Hello. Hello, I'm not talking about necessarily about cancer, although it could include that. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm telling you, there are situations that are happening in people's lives. There are he, hidden sins. There are hidden temptations that are kicking in, that are taking over, that people say there's no way that you can overcome it. There's no way that you can, you, it, it, it's just there. It's bothering you. It's attacking you. The devil, you know why the devil's putting it all off on you? Because there is no, you, you have to say, I plead the blood. I believe in the blood of Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. I'm telling you there is power in the ugliness of the body of Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I said there is power in the ugliness of the body of Jesus. No, it's not nothing pretty to look at. Oh my God. Look. It's amazing. 
It's amazing. And I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I, we're facing the same problems in Brazil. I'm not picking on anybody. I'm not here to pick on you. It's just something that the, that the Holy Ghost has been working on me all afternoon. It's amazing of how that people choose and want to make things more palatable, more uh, 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 exciting, more, uh, 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 give me a word. So people, they, you know, holiness. Ooh, sorry. People are trying to touch up holiness. And they're trying to come up with a way that you can, be, you can say you're Pentecost. Listen to what I'm saying. You can say you're Pentecost and still look very similar to what everyone else is doing. Because people don't want to stand out. They don't, want, they don't want to be committed to that holy roller church. People come to church and they hope, hey, I, I, hope, I hope that Sister Sally don't, don't pop a gear. Or pop a wheelie. Or whatever. If there's a Sally here, it's nothing to do with you, sister. Or maybe it is. I don't know, but... Hallelujah. People come to church and they, and they, you know, they're, they're, I'm, tell, I'm telling you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. People try to control church. They try to control the flow of things in church. Holy God, have mercy on me. Hallelujah. And they try to control the way things are going in church and how things work in church. I mean, people know how to pull the right strings and they know how to sit down a little bit, stand up a little bit slower and sit down a little bit quicker. They know how to fold their arms in a way where people pick up the signal three rows back. They know how that people, you know, just that laid back, you know, well, I'll just see what's going on here. You know, just that, you know, just, just, you know, and, and all the same time. Hallelujah. We're avoiding and walking away because, hey, ooh, that, that, that's not really nice, Pentecost. That's really not nice. This is really not pretty. This is not. And so we're, we're, getting, we're getting further and further away from the roots of where our real power is at. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm trying to help somebody here tonight. This church, there ought to be everybody in this church building. Everybody in this church building ought to be shot. Hallelujah. I plead the blood. I believe in the blood. There's power in the blood. The blood of Jesus can... Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's nobody else that can do it for you. Hallelujah. If you're looking for a pretty Jesus, you need to go down the street. If you're looking for a pretty Pentecost, you need to move down the street. Hallelujah. This has got to be a church where somebody, hallelujah, has got enough guts to stand up and say, I'm a holy roller, apostolic Pentecost. Jesus' name, blood-bought, apostolic. I'm not afraid of it. I believe in it. I will not do anything to tell you hear what I'm saying come on come on come on come on come on come on I'm, I'm fighting some here I don't really know what I'm fighting hallelujah but I'll fight it out hallelujah we'll make it we'll make it we'll make it you say well you don't know how to preach okay I don't know how to preach do you know how to worship I don't know how to stuck in you do you know how to clean the blood do you know how to say I believe in the blood of Jesus 
or do you get sick of your stomach because somebody comes to church and has the guts to preach that the blood of Jesus is the only answer that can solve out your problems? Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm still awesome of you. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Somebody needs to plead the blood. That's what scares me so bad in Brazil. Hallelujah. That's telling your wonderful pastor. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. There, there's a lot of, of Jesus-named churches all up and down in Brazil. But you know what? There's not too many of them that are willing to preach real apostolic preaching. Ooh, I, I, I keep on hitting up against this. Are you telling me that you want this pulpit to preach a washed down message. Is that what I'm understanding? No. Don't ever do that. It's your only hope for salvation. Don't ever do that. So what scares me in Brazil that's been put into my hands the responsibility of preaching to the best of my ability to being a good missionary to the best of my ability to tell people you got it's not it's not nice church it's powerful church sin is not a pretty thing even though some may think it is I don't know when the last time you had a devil-possessed person in this building. Have you ever seen them puke on the floor? Have you ever seen them tear their clothes off until they're naked? Have you ever seen them beat their heads on the wall until they open their foreheads in blood? Have you ever seen little girls about 14, 15 years old taking five and six grown men to keep this little tiny girl from knocking over every pew in the building. I mean, I'm talking about a little petite little, I mean, tiny little girls. People walk in like that. You're the one that has got to believe that God has got all the power. And you're not ashamed of the fact that the God that you serve that to the best of our ability, according to what's written in the Bible, it was ugly stuff to look at. The Bible says that God chose to afflict him. Do you realize that God chose to hit himself? That went over like a lead balloon too. Because I'm telling you, I'm going back over it again. I'm sorry about being repetitious. But every drop of blood, there is a destination and there is an address to it 
And every time you ask God not to be the real God he's supposed to be, every time you try to walk away from Jesus and the power of his blood and his brokenness of his flesh, for the Bible says by his stripes we are healed. Every time you say, hey, I, I, ooh, I don't, oh, I don't want to say, don't forget that you may be the next sick one. Don't forget you may be the one that needs a touch from God. And every time you turn your face away from God and his sacrificial body, you're really turning your face away from your only chance of getting a real answer to your problem. Do you realize, oh my God, have mercy. Do you realize that every time there's a devil that tries to attack your family, the only way you can get away from him is by claiming the blood of Jesus. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. 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 Come on, come on. Do I hear somebody say, I plead the blood? Who's saying it? I plead the blood, I plead the blood, I plead the blood. Come on, you're quitting on me too early. Trying to get out from it too quick. Hallelujah. I think tonight's a good night for us to pray for some people that are sick in their body. Hallelujah. Not the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost by the blood of Jesus Christ. I think there's people here tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, my God, have mercy that there's powers. Hallelujah. That be in the spirit world that are trying to dominate your life. But the Bible says there was put a crown of thorns on his head to break every principality, to break every source of power from the dark world. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some of you don't believe in this kind of stuff. But I'm telling you, they're walking in the churches in Pentecost across America. And if there's not churches around somebody that are willing to play the blood, to claim the blood, to believe in the blood. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Surely he hath bore our griefs. Surely, hallelujah, he has carried our sorrows. But they don't carry your griefs and your sorrows. In a pretty boy, blue-eyed, blonde head. I'm telling you, you're talking about a broken body that's been stripped of every dignity. All clothes ripped off. Every piece of flesh that could be torn off was torn off. Hallelujah. Hands. Not with pins.
There's power moving in this house right now. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. I speak in the Holy Ghost now. God will not allow anybody in this church. God will not allow anybody in this church. He'll move you out of the picture. God will not allow anybody in this church to stand in the way of real apostolic revival. You may not understand how it all works. You may not understand how it all functions. You may be trying to do it your little way. The Holy Ghost says no. It's going to be God's way. And God's way for this town, the only answer there is, is to preach it like it's being preached right now. And it's been preached over years over this pulpit. But the Holy Ghost feels a resistance of certain ones. They say, hey, we want to change the way things are going. I'd like for it to be toned down, changed over, fixed up, spruced up. The Holy Ghost will not stand for that. When Jesus was born, basically the first chapter or two of the book of Luke, going there, the whole plan of God was in the hands of four people, basically. And one of them, Zachariah, is that the right pronunciation? The angel showed up and said, hey, I'm ready to move. And Zachariah, he said, well, how, how are you going to do it? And God said, because of your unbelief, I will make you dumb and you can't talk. The Holy Ghost will not allow anybody to speak against God's plan for this church. Don't resist. Embrace. Getting a little bit closer to my ending. There's all these people standing around the cross. Looking at this broken body. God have mercy. The ugliest thing you've ever seen. Pieces of flesh hanging loosely. Blood splatters everywhere face so bruised it was unidentifiable 
thorns stuck in his forehead, gapping holes in his wrists, gapping holes in his feet, his side torn, his back in pieces. And there was one man, one man, he was standing right by the cross. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm closing. He was standing right by the cross. And when he heard Jesus say, It is finished. That meant there was nothing else that lacked being done. That meant that Jesus overcame every resistance Everyone that, hey, no. He said, it is finished. That means that every sickness was taken care of in those days and today. Every power of hell from those days to this day to tomorrow and the next day was dealt with at the cross. Every drop, you hear what I'm saying? He koshataraya. People are here. You're here today. You say, well, my problem don't have solution. I'm telling you, the blood of Jesus covers every situation that there is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Every situation that there is. Every situation that there is. He His name was Joseph or whatever. What dare pronounce his last name. He heard when Jesus said, it is finished. And he ran to Pilate and asked for the body. Give me the body. They were going to break his legs, but it wasn't part of God's plan. And Joseph went back to the cross and grabbed the body and took it across town to bury it in the tomb. It's time for some of you all, these wonderful apostolic young ladies, these apostolic young men, it's time for you all to start committing to apostolic church. It's time for you all to stop trying to Pretend you're really something else. Trying to hide your identification as apostolics. You go to school dressed differently than you come to church. Your jokes and your wording outside is different than here because you don't want anyone to even dare think that you're apostolic. Don't invite anybody to church because you don't want anyone to come to a holy roller church. Ooh. It's time for some of you all to grab the body of Jesus and to start carrying him around with you and not be ashamed of being identified with a broken piece of flesh. That is your only chance for salvation. I'm talking to somebody here. 
your problem is too big. You're not going to solve it the way you're trying to solve it. You're going to have to grab on to Jesus and let his blood drip on you. You're going to have to grab on to Jesus. And you're going to have to say, they're going to say, ooh, what is that? That's my Jesus. That's my Jesus. Every time you try to touch up the body of Jesus, every time you try to make him pretty so you know you won't be too embarrassed, every time you try to take away a little smudge of blood and you say, well, I'll try to make him a little bit pretty, I'll try to, every time you try to do that, you're messing with your own salvation. You're messing up with your own chance of being saved. You're messing around with what is God has said is finished. What God has said it's concluded. What God said it's already solved. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh God, have mercy. Are you listening to what I'm saying? There's power in this house here today because there's a group of people that are willing to stand up for the blood of Jesus. You're willing to say, "Hey, I bl- come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on." Shall we all stand? Come on, everybody stand up. I feel, I keep on feeling that God wants to do mighty things in this church. I'm not trying to make brownie points with you. I won't be here in two days. But I do feel also that it's time for this church to commit to real, real apostolic hugging the body Pentecost. Where you're not afraid to be identified, where you're not afraid to pray in Jesus' name, where you're not afraid to claim the blood, where you're not afraid of rebuking demons in Jesus' name, where you're not afraid of saying, I'm apostolic, where you're not afraid of saying, preach to me, preacher. I've got to hear what needs to be said. I've got to get this. You you hear what I'm saying? Is there anybody here in this building here, especially among the young people, but I would venture to include, is there anybody here in this building here today That you're willing to say, hey, I'll take the body with me. I'll hug up to Jesus. I'm telling you, it's not, it, it's, it, it's, it's not a popular thing. It's a powerful thing. Is there anybody that's willing to step up and say, hey, I'll, 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 I'll sign up. Hey, I, I'm in it for the thick and thin. I, I, city
I sincerely hope, young ladies, that y'all didn't step up here. Oh, we'll go up there. If we stay back there, someone will pick on us. You've got to realize that to serve Jesus, to be really apostolic, to be full of power, you've got to be willing to hug the body of Jesus. And it's not the most popular thing to do. It really isn't. You got to realize, young men, that it uh, sometimes you have to walk away and you have to say, "No, I'm not. I'm not. No, I, I, I don't do that. I, uh, I don't dress that way. I don't do that kind of stuff." And I'll give, you, I'll give you to you up front. I'm positive that there are other churches here in this town that you could go right now and you never hear a message like I preach today because it doesn't make for popular vote. You don't get applauses. People sit down on you and cross their arms. But God's looked to this church because God, I'm telling you, God's seeing something in this church. There's, there's something here that God is pleased with. But somebody's going to have to sign on and say, hey, we're in it together. We're not going to back off. We're not going to shy away. We're not going to try to change the way real Pentecost is all about. Do you realize that you can go to a, a conference down the road? You can go to a camp meeting somewhere. New styles of dress, new way of acting, new little songs that aren't just all, you know, all there. Everybody's doing it, but not here at Landmark. Not here at Landmark. Here's a church that believes in the blood of Jesus that believes in the power of Jesus. Oh, Lord, help us today. I want every hand to rise up. If you say, hey, I'm in it, raise your hand and say, God, I believe in your sacrifice. I believe in your blood. Everybody else is embarrassed. No form, no comeliness. No way of identifying as a person, but to be identified as a sacrifice. Come on, church. Come on, I want you to plead the blood today that God will cover. Come on. Oh, shut up. Come on, everybody. Cover me, Jesus. Cover me, Jesus. Cover me, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name.